Hello, you're listening to the Burst Boss Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Andrew Gamba, smiling through the tears, um, getting ready to look back on uh, and all the weekend's uh, Scottish footballing action. I've got um, I've got my friends here to make sure I don't um, I don't get too you know upset and look from the nearest bridge. Uh, I've got Ryan Crombie with me. Ryan, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, I'm currently picturing you like that photo of the the smiling face behind it, uh, the crying, <laughs> the crying person. Um, yes. So I'll, I'll hold your hand through this podcast. No, thank you very much. It's, it's much appreciated. I feel like um, that Halloween episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer's got the hooks and he's and he's kind of jawline forcing him to make a smile. And he turns to the guy next to him and goes, "The hell are you smiling at?" So uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I, Callum, I imagine you've got a big smile on your face. It was a good weekend for yourself, I suppose. Yes, it was. Uh, mostly all, all great, so uh, <laughs> delighted that Kilmarnock are um, <coughs> pieced together yet, yet another victory, which has been a pretty decent December for us. Yeah, I feel I feel slightly outnumbered. I mean, Aberdeen and Kilmarnock are probably going to win the league between them in some form. Rangers might. Right, lads. Do you want to just talk about it? Do you want to just, can I just get it out of my system to begin with? Yes. Why not? Why not? We're out dog. So anyway. Rangers won Celtic. No. The early kick-off on, on Saturday. Ryan Jack scoring uh, the only goal right on half an hour. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, Staunchest weekend ever. <laughs> um, oh, uh, well, I mean, if if you'll indulge me, boys, can I, can I go on my kind of little rant, if that's allowed? Of yes, course. Of Do you want course. us to ask you anything like before it? So is it, it looks like you were a panelist for the first five minutes. <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. Uh, ugh. I mean, it's one of these things. We're looking back on it from. I mean, I will go from a from a Celtic point of view. Sorry to steal your kind of your branding, Ryan. Um, yeah, it's actually um, copyrighted. So you're <laughs> see, see, in, post. see in court. Um, there's there's absolutely no complaints in terms of the better team winning because Rangers just steamroller Celtic and that's that's really worrying that's that's really really worrying um Celtic's away form this season has been shite and the the Aberdeen result the 4-3 it, it's clearly been a false dawn because it was almost a case of you know an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object Aberdeen just bottle games against Celtic all the time it's just a fact and Celtic's away form is shite this season. Something had to give. The away form gave, but it seems to have, we kind of seem to have snapped back to reality with with this game. And the amount of the amount of just shite performances by the Celtic team was was unbelievable. For for every shite Celtic performance, there was a great Rangers performance. Lustig was abysmal, and Kent was brilliant. You know, and Cham terrible. Thought Jack was excellent. Scott Brown, <laughs> my God, um, the the one thing I can say about Scott Brown is he didn't hide, unlike a lot of other players in that team. Uh, everything everything Celtic did went through Scott Brown, and everything he did was terrible. <laughs> um, it just it just was not good, and from there, the rest of the team just nobody nobody just turned up. Nobody nobody wanted to be counted. Uh, Craig Gordon and Callum McGregor out past March for myself, and that's about it. The rest of the team were were uh, were appalling, <laughs> and you look at all mm. the guys that lined up for Rangers, and 
every single one of them gave 100%. Andy Halliday was absolutely magnificent. Uh, I mean, Candace going up against McGregor, I thought McGregor actually did quite well um, in that position. The Rangers' defence never looked bothered. McGregor had one save to make. You know, just just so poor on so many aspects from Celtic. And it's one of those ones where if, if a lot of these guys had turned up, who would have known what would have happened to Rangers? But those Rangers players always looked up for it. They, if Celtic had turned up, they would have given Celtic a you know, you know, a really good run for it. And it's just it's one of these things where you're looking at it and you're going, maybe this is just the norm now because that same Celtic midfield lined up against Hibs and they were shite. And here we are again. And it's just, it's it's more of a theme. It's you look at this game and you're going, well, Celtic didn't turn up, and you know I think it is starting to dawn on certainly myself and a lot of other people that. This might be the norm this season now. Doesn't look like they've, they've turned. Doesn't look like they've turned a, a corner with the Aberdeen result. This just looks like it's the norm. And maybe in seasons gone by, it would have been okay. But Aberdeen are starting to hit form. Kilmarnock had a blip. They're over it. Rangers are. You know they've beaten Celtic now. They're level on points. It's. <coughs> It's starting to crystallise this idea that this this season isn't going to be like the previous ones. It is a freak season, and it's we're getting closer towards the end of it now. And Celtic still haven't pulled away. Hmm. Just come Boys, in there. I think I, that um, when you say, <clears throat> I would also go along with the line that you could see this one coming in terms of. I think the the Aberdeen result, just looking at it on paper, kind of it doesn't really tell the whole story. I mean, I think. Although Celtic got their early goal in that game, um, I did think that they were there to be got at. I I do think Celtic's defence isn't great, um, and when they are put under pressure, more often than not, they're forced into mistakes, and they can't seem to be able to play out of pressing anymore like they used to be able Mm to, um, to kind of sort of escape that press. um, And you've seen that um, at Ibrox more often than not, Gordon and Lustig were, or Beata were just giving the ball away time and time again every time they were put under pressure um, and that didn't kind of happen as much at Pataudry, um on Wednesday which I felt Celtic were given more time um, and it was a bit more of a comfortable game but even even though that was the case, they still conceded three goals um, against Aberdeen, who I didn't think played that well either. So mm. when Celtic are going to Ibrox against the Rangers side, who, as you say, are always going to be up for it. Um, and I mean, let's not forget they're they're pretty good at home this season, barring yeah. one one defeat to Aberdeen, of course, um, <laughs> and one one draw to Kilmarnock as well. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So <clears throat> it's a pretty formidable place to go this season. And if you're not at your your best, more often than not, you're you're going to get beaten. Um, and that was the case for Celtic. It was almost they looked like they had that attitude where they were they were just going to turn up and win, which you just can't do mm. at Ibrox anymore. You might have been able to get away with that in the past, where Celtic still had their their swagger and all that kind of thing about them. Yes, they have a, a double treble, and they've already secured a, a trophy this season. But as you've mentioned there, I do not think the the midfield is as good as it was. Whether that's mm. a lack of, <clears throat> sort of, don't want to say interest because I mean obviously they're professional footballers, but the edge appears to be gone. Mm. And, well, and Cham was certainly trying his hardest to to put that to the test. I would say. 
<laughs> Which you would have to say is natural if you've won, what is it, seven out of seven possible trophies. Um, well, obviously, Champions League or Europa League. Well, <laughs> um, seven out of seven oh. domestic trophies under Brendan Rodgers. Uh, it's only natural that you're just going to go into games expecting you're going to win. But Rangers were right up for this one. And as you said, all over the park, they, but, they were better than Celtic and totally deserved it. It's, it's one of these things, though, that, like, it's frustrating because you look at you look at that Celtic team from a Celtic fan's point of view, and you look at it and you're going like, we shouldn't just be beaten by Rangers because they're more up for it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, well, there should. I think I think here, like, you're because I know it's like just because I know how some. I think sometimes we're maybe we're on the verge here. Uh, Saying that Celtic won the Arbas without giving Rangers the credit they did deserve, because yeah. I just I think I know we all know if Celtic turn up, Celtic win player for player, they're the best team in the league without a shadow of a doubt. But I think I, but these, Rangers should have won this game like three or four now. Like yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, 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 I think that a lot of the unforced well, people are saying unforced errors, but I don't think it was. I thought a lot of it was down to just. Rangers is total pressing for the start. Yeah. Mm. You've basically got a front three, a Kent, Candace and Morelos, who have just got to batter your, your back for the f- cons- uh, constantly. Um, and, and I think that that's what it went for. Like just Rangers come right out of the traps. For what I've seen of the game live, obviously I've seen the highlights back, it was only able to see the first 30, 35 minutes or so. But it was it was just it was one of the most one sided old films yeah. I've seen, which is it was, remarkable. It, it was it was a complete. I would say it was the complete opposite of the game earlier in the season. It was it was the, it was the complete counterbalance to that game, which there was something quite old school about that. If you know where I'm coming from, like we haven't seen since 2011, 2012. Where, where you know the home advantage really is a, a huge factor in it. Yeah, well, the, the, that's what I, the first thing I picked up on. Obviously, credit Rangers, but I was even talking to my mates today who are Rangers fans who were at the game. And funnily enough, we're actually talking about the Hibs allocation situation for for a few weeks mm-hmm. ago and what they did to Rangers. And I goes, listen, he's right, right, saying that, but a big factor yesterday was the fact that you had 50,000 Rangers fans inside Ibrox for an old firm game. Mm. So it doesn't matter. You, you can cut of these allocation all you want if it's got to give you an advantage, which I think it did. Don't get me wrong, I still think Rangers deserve a lot of credit for how they performed on the pitch, but there's absolutely no doubt whatsoever. The crowds are 12th man. Celtic players were scared shitless, I think, Aye. on the pitch. They, they, like, they were ghosts, as you say. Scott Brown tried his best to get into the game. Yeah, but... but Purely couldn't do it. He no. just couldn't. No. Everybody else had, <coughs> but as you said, they they all had. And the Rangers fans to their players, everything just trans. I, I knew. I, I was pretty. Co- I was pretty confident in the build up to the game that I thought Celtic probably would just do enough to beat them, right? And then when I seen when the yeah. team came out for Aye. Celtic, and I seen Rangers' team, and I goes, to be honest, that's a bit stronger team Rangers can put out. I've known maybe McCauley in at centre half if he was fit. But other than that, I'm like, that's the strongest possible Rangers team I think they can put out. And what the hell is going on with that Celtic team? And I'm thinking, 50,000 Rangers fans at Ibrox, 800 Celtic fans. I'm like, this is only ever got to line up one way and it was the fact I, and I, when we were watching it in the pub as well first 10 minutes or so I was like if Celtic were still for 15 minutes they'll probably be alright because it'll calm down after that that's how mm. football works 
but it, <laughs> but nah, it, it was nah. uh, it, it, it broke that that chain of events because it didn't. It was still constant for half an hour because I was thinking you were still on for fifteen minutes, and then that's it. It comes in the game where it was sell out. It didn't. Rangers just kept going, kept going, kept going, and absolutely to our credit, phenomenal as you say. Every player that had the Rangers shot was just pure blood and thunder nah. kind of shit. You know what I mean? Everybody was just well up for it, and uh, I'm I'm really like, I think it, I think it's brilliant. For Rangers supporters, and and I was disappointed in Chris Sutton's comments after it. I know he's just at the wind up, but I think they're every right to celebrate the way they did, considering it's been a long, it was nearly nearly seven years we're talking here. It was yeah. March twenty twelve, the last time they beat them in the league. So, I think I think fair play to Rangers, and uh, this is definitely got to be one season to remember, one way or another. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean that was that was the thing. Looking just looking at the Rangers team, it was just relentless. And you know one of the you know one of the things. Usually, when you're one 0 up in these games, there's there's usually a moment towards the end of it. It's usually it usually comes in like the last five minutes of normal time or extra time, and you always think to yourself, they, if you're one 0 up, you always go, they're going to get one chance, mm-hmm. and it's whether they take it or not. That chance never came for Celtic. Yeah, well, I think there was to the ha- be fair, as, as close it got was the, the holiday, holiday block. block. That's it. Yeah. Which I mean, Halliday obviously had his brown bo- brogues polished before that, <laughs> just straight into it, total staunch block. Uh, so no, nah, it was. I think, I think that was it. That that was the only one. Obviously, McGregor's marginally offside goal, but other than that, that was it. They, they never worked Alan McGregor anywhere near nah. enough. And if anything, it was that one. Ball coming at the edge of the box and chance shoots. But Halliday's right on it. Like I mean, like when you see the distance to what it was at, obviously fair play to Halliday was an excellent block. But his positioning's brilliant. It was never, never a last ditch block or anything. You know no. what I mean? I think, I think it was a very, very, very good block due to his starting position. And that that was as close as Celtic got. I mean, just to just to kind of keep on the the Celtic theme because that's all I can really think about. Um, Going into the game, no no striker, no recognised striker, and no left back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can he really do that, Ibrox? Was um, <laughs> excuse my ignorance, and that sounds bad to me. No checking this before we come on. I know Tierney was on the bench, but was Azagiri injured altogether, or was he actually on the bench? <laughs> I uh, he wasn't on the bench. I think he was just dropped. He was taken off at half time against Aberdeen. Now. <sighs> I think that's that's ridiculous. So if you're going to this game. And he's a guy who's played in big old thumb games in the past, yeah. you know. Like, I mean, it's if if that were me, regardless how poor he would, like, it has been or whatever, I still think that I would have still rather a recognised <laughs> left back. He gets there. it. Cause, <laughs> he does get so. no, I mean, it. Mean, he's, he's been in games at Ibrox where Celtic have been down to 10 men and they've come out with it, and he was one of the main guys at it. I mean, I know it's like five, six years ago and things like that, but he, he knows what that's like. He's, exactly. he's, he's, experienced, he's experienced that It's not as if he's one of these guys who's Only played in the games where Celtic have been on top He's been in these games at Ibrox Where Rangers were just as good as Celtic If not better than them And he's come away from mm-hmm. Ibrox with, with victories under his belt Like mm-hmm. He knows it Why are you playing a attack minded midfielder at left back I mean McGregor did fine Gets yep. pass marks for me Yep Would Celtic have won no. the game if he was played in the middle of the park Honestly probably not but they would have had a better chance of getting something. No, absolutely. It was just, as I say, if even my perspective, 
is a Kilmarnock fan. <laughs> but, but best wishes from a Kilmarnock fan there, sorry. No, but um, for, even from my perspective looking at it, and I looked at a Celtic team sheet and I was saying, if I was a Rangers fan, then like, like, I would be licking my lips at it. Like, I think about oh, yeah. what the players think about what Gerard was saying in the dressing room. And that's with the greatest respect. We all know how good Celtic are, and they do have strength and depth at times, but you're like. They've still like that is just I, I, I would for a Celtic fan I would have wanted Easy Gary and at left back regardless of his performances what an actual left back even his you need McGregor in even, the middle of the part even his I well his his has at least played left back before you know what I mean like it's it's absolutely ridiculous and I mean. But then again, we're saying that, and I recognise right back just got absolutely run ragged all game for yeah, uh, Ryan Kent as well. So it's swings and roundabouts, as they say. At the at the cost of being stealing your partner here, but with uh, Brendan Rodgers, would would he have liked to have made another choice at that? Mm. If he was watching Black Mirror on Friday night <laughs> like the rest of us. I don't. I, again, it's one of these ones. He maybe would have just gone straight to the credits because I don't think it would have made much of a difference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, see, see the argument with Tierney as well though I'm with Stephen Thompson the point that he brought up in um, sports scene what was the point of even having him on the bench if he was never like, if uh, I, I said before the game if he's on the bench if he's on the bench he must be fit enough to play because why else would you even have him there it, it, so, might have, it, it might have been a case of if Celtic are 1-0 up sticking an extra def- defender on I think if they weren't forced into that substitution he might have come on mm, maybe early on but that kind of forced your hand because then you need Obviously, Edward and who else was it that came on? Dyer. Ralston, wasn't it? Yeah, Ralston came well, on right Ralston. back. So, uh, you kind of needed, obviously, Edward to go on, but I think Tierney would have been an option had they not been forced into uh, that early change. Yeah, agreed. But I, um, it's going to be an interesting January. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking to. Uh, fellow, fellow, former member of the bus bar, who shall not be named. He said before the game that it was almost a win-win in regards to got I brought one excellent. If no, it's got to be heavily invested. Uh, uh, the the squad will be heavily invested in and come January time for for Peter Wall. So is it? Do you think that will happen? Have they got to go and spend now? Like Gamba for a Celtic point of view. He he has to. But he, Will he? I, that's the problem. Don't know. Don't know. Honestly, he had to. Well, he had to replace a striker and get another centre back in and another full back in during the summer. Didn't do it. In, well, obviously he won as well. In, in regards to Rangers, I think it's have we got the title race. Is that, oh, title oh, race oh well, do you know the do you know the worrying thing is, <laughs> it's not yes. just Rangers. <laughs> 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 that's that's the that's the really worrying thing. Um. Yeah, it's it's just it's just a wee bit. What well, I say a wee bit. It's just a it's just. Even if Celtic can pull away from from Rangers or Rangers drop a few games, there's still teams there. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. <laughs> um. It's it's one of these things, and obviously Rangers have just steamrolled Celtic in this last game. So I'm I'm just gonna get my you know kind of bitterness out of the way of it. You know, they wouldn't have been dropping all of these points if they were in the same caliber. The problem is, <laughs> even if Rangers do continue to have the patchy form that they've had recently, 
Kilmarnock are very consistent at the moment. Aberdeen are looking more consistent. Celtic have dropped more points than they did last season. Last season wasn't particular. No, sorry, they've they've lost as many games as they did last season. They aren't looking particularly good. It was it was it was clear in the summer that the team had regressed, and that's you know that's it. Come home to rest now. Everyone can see that, and it's you know. A, a, a bad thing for Celtic is losing to Rangers that goes without saying and it hasn't happened since 2016 there you go that's the evidence for it right there that the team's regressed they're on a level they're on a level playing field of Rangers now there you go <laughs> it's just it's just it's just worrying it's just worrying looking at those games and going these these were games that were just were you know either draws that was a good result for Rangers or Celtic with steamroller it and now it's it's fifty fifty home field advantage was probably the difference. Stand down, Celtic! Your time is over. <laughs> as as ridiculous we say that Celtic was in four games. I mean, it's even though I should just known this anyway. But obviously Rangers have lost the least amount of games in the league. Yep. But like the fact that at this stage in the season. Again, to just bring Moncob in again, that Celtic have lost the same amount of games as Kilmarnock, having yeah. played a game less. I think that's quite telling. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of it's a very you know as I said a very crystallised, very clear to see version of the regression that Celtic have had since since last season. Um, and it's obviously it's obviously a testament to you know, jobs that other people have, have been able to do, but I think Rangers are what six points better off than this time last season. Kilmarnock it's terrifying to think of how better off they are than this time last season. <laughs> Crombie, can you would you hazard a guess, do you know how much better a position Aberdeen are in than this time? I think it's perhaps something like three points. Three points. Perhaps two. So Aberdeen it's not much of a difference. Rangers pretty good. Kilmarnock Christ, let's not even go um, there. Well, some goes out to job Steve Clarkston. But there was something on it. I think it's maybe like seventeen or eighteen points better off than we were this time last season. It's along those lines, but don't fully quote me in that. But j- j- just to throw something into the mix here, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's one of these things where Celtic are now there. <laughs> um Yeah. I don't know if that's acceptable for people in the club. Dunno. Are you saying Rodgers should be sacked? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Because I, I, it's one of those ones where he's made these. It's one of those ones where you're looking at it and you're going like, if you had an extra combative midfielder in there and another fullback, maybe another centre forward in the team, you know, who knows? Celtic might put up a better fight. They might be at it, but you come up against a Rangers team who are really at it, and all the players. Well, I mean, I say all the players. All the forward players are really good. Defence, we don't really know. The defence, Rangers defence gets pass marks in that game because they didn't really have much to do, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. I've, I've got it here. Aberdeen are actually three points worse off than they were last season. There you go. So Aberdeen um, Aberdeen last season would be top of the league. Um, Celtic were sitting on 50 points after. I've Obviously, it's just at 21 games here. Uh-huh. Um 50 Rangers are on 39 so they're 3 points better off so Aye. basically Rangers and Aberdeen have kind of swapped places and then Kilmarnock are 7th and 25 points there you go so I was right on at 17 Aye. was it 16 nah 16 was better off sorry 
but it's I, I, I mean again we've, I, I mean I've spent so long ranting about this but like you know as as we've kind of said that this isn't a shock but there's nothing there's nothing more kind of obvious and crystallising a thing as Celtic losing to Rangers to kind of get you to realise things aren't going particularly great they've got a break they can regroup they can bring a few players in they can choose to do that or they can just keep going with what they're doing I don't want to find out what happens when we keep doing this. I do. <laughs> Me as well. And again, just before we finish, and just a point I'd like to, to get across with Rangers, I know it seems like my opinions kind of chop and change with them every week. One minute you're saying, have they improved the next year? Like, no, they've no. But the points there are clear to see, as Ryan's just read out. They clearly, they have improved. Very Three respectable. points. Uh, aye, but it's, it's, it's still, it's still, <laughs> that's the difference. It's a win against Celtic. That's it. Exactly. That, that's what I'm coming on in a respectable European result. And the fact that Gerrard's come in to get them closer to Celtic, he's got them sitting joint top of the league at this moment in time at the halfway point in the season, albeit with Celtic a game in hand, having beaten Celtic that none of his predecessors were able to achieve in 90 minutes. Um, so you look at that, it's Rangers fans with the. Uh, bit your hand off at the start of the season for us I think right do you want to can we please move on <laughs> yes of course right do you want to move on to who do we want to move on to first okay. Callum <laughs> Scott Kamarnock yes. 2 St Mirren 1 Kamarnock yes. move within a point of the top Kind of forgotten about this whole Rangers, Rangers go top level on points. Come on, I'm one point behind. Fuck me. And Rangers is our first game after the split. Oh, my goodness. After the split, after the winter break. After so the split. <laughs> Somebody already knows the split fixtures, eh? But, um, <laughs> sorry, after the winter break. No. Excellent uh, result as well. Firstly, before I forget, I would like to pay tribute to the crowd. I thought it was a outstanding crowd at Rugby Park. Uh, considering where where we've been, I think was it seven thousand one hundred and something. Just a fully confirmed. If you if you're just saying seven thousand, man, that's uh, how many <laughs> fans were there? They were a thousand St Mirren fans, <gasps> just though. So it wasn't like eleven hundred or anything. So, but obviously credit St Mirren, decent support yep. they brought down to be fair. But we still took sixteen hundred to St Mirren, and it was quite funny after a lot of them were piping up on Twitter saying that this that and the next thing. But I'll I'll, I'll leave that for another day. But I to, to have six thousand fans back in Rugby Park again is it's, it's brilliant when you consider it's it's, it's our highest home attendance out with the old firm and. In the league, sorry, um, for for many a year, it's um, for for a kind of run in the middle game against St Man. I know it's a new year kind of game and stuff, and sometimes that can bring out a wee bit of a crowd, but but not that significant. So I think that's very very good, and I would just like to to give that a bit of credit before we go on. But the started the game emphatically. Obviously, I'm a bit disappointed that again I think somewhat in the motherwell game the scoreline doesn't reflect the uh, performance whatsoever I think that really should have been four or five yesterday I think we're a lot, we were very comfortable at times we're just very wasteful uh, in the wrong areas at the park but in in, in the final third sorry um, but uh, just this point because 2-1 it looks like it could have been a close game but it really wasn't and it looked like some men were delighted with that to be fair the way they never really had us under the cautious, even though there was only one goal in it, we never ever looked like conceding, you know. Um so nah, just 
excellent performance. The run keeps going again. That's um, ten points for those twelve games. Um, that they were looked at after the Celtic game when we had those four winnable games coming up, and we've been able to take ten points from them. So, so that's um, yeah, a, a brilliant uh, return there. But no, delighted. In terms of a, in terms of a start, a come on, start. Um, I think I'm right in saying this. If I'm wrong, you know, I may as well. It, it may as well be Casey right. Casey will jump down your throat <laughs> and uh, kill you in your sleep. Yes. Um, come on, twenty eighteen. <laughs> Best team in terms of league form in the country. Uh, I believe they've played two more games than Celtic, but they are top of the league in terms of games played in 2018. Congratulations yes. on the silverware. <laughs> 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 I believe yes, it's 1.94 points per game. Yeah, it's a ridiculous return. I mean, to really put this in context, we are safe... We are safe come Jan. We are safe at the winter break. We've got a game to spare. I think we are safe with the win over Motherwell. Um, and you consider what, what, what we've got that they've kept us up and when we finished the playoff and stuff. So to already accumulate that, th- those points in, in half a season is is absolutely remarkable when you look at it that way. But it's no sense I want to dwell on too much because I think that we should be competing, no, no particularly at the top end, but I think we should always in the top six it's um, my view Kilmarnock but no excellent it's hard to put any words the um, the year it's been it's just it's just remarkable you, you run out of um, things to say mm. about Steve Clark he's just and it, the thing that we've got to always reiterate is it's virtually the same squad you know like it's it, we have a few players here and here that, here and there that are polished up you've had Malumbo last year Greg Stewart this year but still the same group of players that Lee McCulloch signed it's when you look at it that way you're thinking what a coach and what a manager that guy really is and I just hope come the end of the season we do have something tangible to show for it um, because I think that we we have the potential to to at least to to win. We'll have a good cup run. What would you prefer? Would you prefer a, a say a cup semi final and final or Europe next season? What what would you prefer? Um, see, it's a weird one because I would say at this stage in the season I would be extremely disappointed if we didn't get European mm. football. So, kind of strange question. Somebody offered me. If you were to finish second this season or win a cup, what would you take? But I said I'd win the cup every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. If that's a fairer answer to I was gonna flip your question round. <laughs> uh, yeah. What would you rather gamble? I mean, a million trebles in a row. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't even know how to compare it. Or one one Champions League last sixteen appearances. Uh, depends. Sorry. Depends. Depends who we get. <laughs> Sparta Sparta I'd take Ro- that Rose- Rosenberg <laughs> <laughs> uh, No it was just one of those ones Where like Just looking at the result Coming in It was it was something for me For like Come on It just kind of summed them up This season Where it was just like It didn't seem like An absolute clamping But it was just It just seemed professional Got the job done Got the win That's all that matters And there's been so yeah, many games absolutely. This season and under Clark, where Kamarnock have you know gotten the win by one or two goals, but it's just sounded like 
from certainly looking at the highlights and reading the match reports and things like that and talking to people who are at the games. It's one of these ones where it's just like, it was never in doubt. As close as it was, it was never in doubt. Come on, knew exactly what they had to do to win the game. And that's been, yeah. that's been the story of 2018 for them. No, 100% gambling. The risk is sounding like a da here. But obviously, if there's ever one small criticism you can make, and obviously I don't want to make any criticism, but is that, again, with the performance level, we really should have won three or four goals. But at the end of the day, it's still only three points that matters. Mm. doesn't matter if you win 1-0, doesn't matter if you win 6-0. It's the three points that matter at the end of the day. And we're doing that on a regular basis. And let's say long may continue. Um, for us to finish above Aberdeen this season would be would be poetic justice. After <laughs> <laughs> we would finish above Aberdeen and still no beat them at Rugby Park. That's that's exactly, that's my <laughs> shout to be honest. Um, but no, again, and just just to go on, it, but to to make a point, St. Man, I do fear for them. I think. Mm, I just, yeah, this is what I was gonna. This is what I was gonna ask. Do you think this is the last time we'll see? that kind of St Mirren squad playing a game of football um, do you think Kearney will, will get the kind of the kind of Jack Ross 2017 January that he got where he can just change the entire team with a, a transfer window or do you think St Mirren will kind of maybe See, accept what's going on and maybe rebuild next season and hope for a miracle See, it is a strange one because you look and it's not as if they can throw hundreds of money at anything here. No mm. club can do that in Scotland out with Celtic. But they've got to change something. But who's got... January's a terrible time mm. to change a season. It's it's hard. It's, you've got to get guys... People don't want to move in January either. It's, it's, it's not the same as a summer transfer window. So it's panic buys usually and last minute deals so if they are it's, they're, they're Martin going to be Bain could tell you a lot about that <laughs> <laughs> that was the last thing that was going through my head there well thankfully St Mern don't have a, a Jack Rodwell type there who's happy with 70 grand a week uh, without <laughs> playing but you're just I, th- I think what you will see is a lot of short term <laughs> contracts like uh, they've already got with Simeon Jackson Adam Hamill and stuff because Who's got a the players that they need to get on in the Premiership? Who's got to come and sign for well the greatest of respect? No, because it's Mun, but because of the predicament they're in. Who's got to put a two-year deal on that? Like you know what I mean? It's it's, it's all got to be six months. I'll be signing to the end of the season, and I think loan players. But who they got to get loan players for English clubs again? Who's that's the issue they know? Um, I really don't know. I I I can't think of any players that are available on a free they know that that would improve them. Um, it's, it's, it's really a strange one I, I don't know where they go um, but they definitely need Premiership experience and f- for this they, they need the bottom end Premiership experience as well to, to drag them out of that they're so fortunate that just any time they get beat Dundee get beat as well like, you know what and, I mean any time they and pick Hamilton. up points I mean uh, exactly and any time they pick up points St Mern pick up points as well so it's you just like nothing will separate those three for the remainder of the season. No, can I take that back? I think Hamilton probably will stretch out a wee bit. When we stretch out, I mean they'll maybe get a modest lead above them. But St. Bernard and leaders, it's got to be tap for tap for the rest of the season. Um, do we want to move on? Is that the last one? Do Do you want any? Do you want any final, 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 final words about Kamarnock in twenty eighteen, Cal? Are you? You looking forward Just to the new year? Do you want to live it all again? Do you want to go back? <laughs> I would lo- I would love to. I was obviously it was coming up in the year anniversary when we 
beat Rangers 2-1 as well. Well, that was last week. Um, big boy, they scored twice in that. So that, I'm just thinking, what a year it's, it's been. Obviously, that was 2017, but just that, that was when you, you knew that something special was happening. Never seen us batter an old fun team like that in, in all my days as a Kamala supporter. I would just like to, to thank Steve Clark and Alex Dyer for the, the greatest year of my life. <laughs> Right. Andy Halliday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely dying for the game at centre mid or left back, man. Just kissing the badge again. him. So. Right, Ke- Kieran Tierney's made a career at it, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking of speaking of uh, high, you know, high intensity celebrations, uh, love of the game, you know. <laughs> I mean, Ryan, were you on the pitch when <laughs> Livingston lost 2-1 to Aberdeen? <laughs> Sadly, I tried to fight my way through the crowd. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't make it onto the AstroTurf surface, no. Uh, I mean, another. I mean, again, it's one of these ones where you were, you were absolutely convinced about three months ago that Aberdeen were going to shithouse their way to the league. I believe they got clamped about two games later. They're back, baby. It's happening. <laughs> Yes, but I don't think we shithoused our way through this game. You think it's just far more comfortable? Yeah. I mean, as comfortable as it can be when you go um, to Livingston, I think. Just because um, everyone knows what they're about at home. I mean, before to, uh, today, uh, before Saturday, they'd only lost to St Johnston at home in the league, which is pretty staggering considering the fact... Well, if you just need to look at the results against other teams there. They clamped hearts 5-0. Um, drew with Celtic, beat Hearts, um, eh, sorry, beat Rangers and Hibs, uh, and then drew with Killy. So it's not like uh, you're turning up at this place where it's just the pitch that's a problem. I mean, Livingston are a good team as well. They're on 30 points and they're safe Mm -hmm. from relegation for a reason. They're a good team and I think um, Aberdeen turned up as Derek McKenna said, when you go um, to the Tony Macaroni arena this season, you need to be up for the fight. And I, I really think Aberdeen were and gave had enough moments of quality in the game as well to win it. And although that surprisingly came from substitute James Wilson, who I think a lot of people had began to, to write off this season, it's, um, it's a really impressive win and as similar to KC it just kind of rounds off a, another fantastic sort of stable year um, for Aberdeen under Derek McInnes obviously don't have any tangible silverware to show for it but I think that it's still heading in the right direction I think a lot of people as I've mentioned have written Aberdeen off this at the start of this season saying Hibs and Hearts possibly more Hibs would be well above Aberdeen this year and that the kind of they're coming to the end of their cycle just with the the recruitment and the performances at the start of the season, which people were entitled to say because it wasn't great. But that semi final against Rangers at Hamden has kind of turned um, the season on its head for Aberdeen, and they've found the the consistency levels that have been the kind of hallmark under Derek McInnes once again. And as we have pointed out, they're on, they're only three points off the top of the league despite losing to Celtic on Boxing Day. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. If you consider, if you swap that result around, it's like Aberdeen would be three points ahead of Celtic. It's uh, it's pretty remarkable. What a mental season it's been. 
you know what I mean? Like at the start of the season, we were talking about like, can Hearts go actually go all the way and win the league this year? And now we're looking at mm-hmm. it and we're going like, my Kamarnock are one point off the top, and then literally five minutes later, we're saying, I Aberdeen three points off the top of the league, easily could be top. <laughs> it's and just think- it's it's such a good, there's so many like great stories going on, so many different so many different teams, and you look at all of them and you go, everyone's doing a good job here. It's, and I mean, <sighs> oh, sorry, Ryan, on you go. I just think that it's got to the point where people now expect this of Aberdeen. If Aberdeen aren't sitting in second or third, people are like, oh, well, they're kind of past it. Um, and it's just a testament to what Derek McInnes has done at Aberdeen, where the expectancy levels of Aberdeen Football Club have gone from finishing ninth consecutively for like three seasons in a row to Aye. being sitting in fourth, and people are like, well, has, that's not really that's not good enough for Aberdeen, where you're sitting three points off the top uh, going into the winter break, second half of the season, where usually Aberdeen do quite well when they come back from the winter break. So hopefully that's the case. Um, but just kind of going back to the game at Livingston, I just thought it was a really solid all-round performance that I've been used to sort of watching over the last few seasons. Uh, Aberdeen teams grind out results away from home. Given that our away form hasn't been that great this season, a bit like Celtic, but they've kind of, this December period... I mean, Aberdeen have played nine games. Uh, so to get six wins uh, from those nine is is pretty impressive. And it's totally that impressive points haul has mm. brought ourselves right up into the mix at the, the right end of the table. And I'd just like to say um, 3,800 Aberdeen fans at Livingston yeah. on, on Saturday, I thought, was uh, brilliant. pretty Excellent. tremendous. No, absolutely, absolutely. I, yeah, what did, what did Bruce Anderson have to do to get a penalty in this game? <laughs> um, it's a strange one because thinking about it. Had to be playing Celtic, according to you, then. Uh, every a chance. Slight breeze. Um, no, I was, I was almost in tears when I seen young Bruce uh, falling there uh, in the penalty spot again, thinking, thinking where he's came from in that during that period of time. But no, um, it was. I, 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 I didn't think either of them were penalties to be fair. I think it was contact in the first one, but. I think he's tried to stay on his feet and then he goes over, probably just the momentum and the pitch and stuff, but I think it was a penalty in the second one. I just, I don't know, I didn't think it was a penalty either, to be honest, but I don't know whether well, that's in the, um, whether I'm in the majority or minority with, with that shout. Um, do, you just do, the, do you want just do the standard uh, Gary Holt-Livingston chat? What a job he's doing, you know what I mean? They're still fine, like, they're still completely fine. Like... No danger whatsoever. Nah, excellent. I mean, if 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 they end up finishing, they are. I mean, if it, if they maybe, well, obviously, I think it'd be hard for them now to to maybe sneak into the top six. Obviously, that there will be teams that, that will drop points. But I mean, anything above eleventh. To be honest, it's that season. Anything above twelfth was a brilliant season for Livingston. So, uh, just standard things all the way. I mean. 30 points at a stage in the season is brilliant and I think that they'll finish 7th or 8th comfortably um, and ho- ho- hopefully they can they can build again in the summer you know like it's continue to strengthen the squad so because I, I don't see many of the players leaving and keep Ryan Hardy that would be some yeah. kind of business uh, he credit, credit to him as a 5 appearances 5 goals or something this season so far so um, aye, uh, excellent again for Livingston and, and again to 
to be a dinosaur and that, but their their season will not be defined the games against Aberdeen. Are we are we all done with this game, lads? Do you want to do you want to move on? I just want to pay homage to the the second goal. Uh, I'm giving it to to Dean Campbell. Obviously, 17 years old. I thought he was terrific when he came on, and he has been a. Well, he came on against Hearts, and I thought he was terrific, and hopefully he gets uh, a lot more game time because he looks like he's definitely one for the future, and that will be his first career goal that he got as he bundled it into the net. I well, I would like to just give Aberdeen a lot of credit this season for the amount of youth players have been playing. I think it's class to mm-hmm. see. It's been one criticism I've I've had in McInnes for the past few years. I say that Aberdeen never seem to bring through enough players, but this season, obviously, I know young Lewis Ferguson was at Hamilton, but he, he's He's won the first names in the team sheet, obviously McKenna and stuff, but I Bruce Anderson and that it's it has been it's excellent and uh, no absolutely credit to Aberdeen and, and to be playing them it'd been, to be sitting where they are on the table was to, but what another great achievement in itself. Yeah, uh, I think five academy graduates started that game, and then obviously six featured because uh, Dean Campbell came on, so pretty pretty terrific, and then. Chucking the sort of performances and results you've been getting with that, it's it's impressive and long may it continue. Yep. Yes. Um, right, lads. Let us let us move on. Do we move on to the Lancashire Derby? No. Yes. Sad. <laughs> well, we're moving on. We're moving on to it anyway. Um, we've got a question from Stuart Falconer who's asking us: Is sports scene worth watching if you're not a fan of Rangers or Celtic? Could name you the ten instant. Sorry, could name you 10 incidents from the Lanarkshire Derby that I tuned in to see again. Not one of them made the cut. This repeats every week. Stand <laughs> hand in hand with uh, those out with the old firm, I will just say yes. Before Kilmarnock were good, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it helps if your team wins. If you don't win, um, I personally don't tune in at all. Unless I'm coming on the podcast, of course. Um, but... I do Same. think that obviously everyone still has their, their, their gripes with sports scene. I think I tuned, tuned in because I, I watched the old firm. I tuned in at 20 past six today and it was still only a goal <sighs> hadn't been scored in the Edinburgh Derby. So I think uh, that shows you how much time had been dedicated, dedicated. towards the, the old firm match, which, I mean, everyone's come to kind of expect. Mm. Well, well to be fair, our, sh- our show opened up with 20 minutes to talk about it, so... Yes, but we also give twenty minutes to every other game. So no, I suppose. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I can I, I can definitely see the point. I mean, I've there's been so many times as well. I've I've went home and I can I won't fault to see that again and just never seen it at all. You know what I mean? So as as Ryan says, I mean, still have these good grapes and that was sports saying I do. Although honestly, I do think it's a lot better than it was. I think. It was a criticism at first, but even having Thompson and Stuart on every weekend does help for continuity and that. Like, like, like it, it was be- it's better having they two there than one awkward panellist every week. Remember that when it was just the presenter and one panellist? It was grim. But I, my biggest gripe is the the commentary. It's just, just embarrassing. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> like, um, like, having the same uh, guy like three games, it's just... Uh, Aye, and as well, and we all know it's it's recorded after the games hang made, and even controversial decisions. The commentators sometimes try to get one up, and as if they called it, seen it live when they didn't, but <laughs> they already know that that's the right wrong decision and stuff. Whereas if they're watching it in real time, 
they would be like, like they don't even make it look obvious that it's it's, it's not been recorded at that that moment in time. You know what I mean? Like if there's like a controversial penalty decision, where like um, if you've seen it in the first instance, you'd be like, oh, I'd have to wait to see that in the replay. But it looked a penalty. They'll just be like, no, I think the referees get that one spot on because they know that he has got it right. You know what I mean? No. It's just they don't even make it. Mm. But to answer the question, yes, that's far too dedicated to old fun. But I think it is better than it used to be. I think what people need to do here is, I mean, understand people obviously pay license fees and all that kind of thing, so they expect the, na- the national broadcaster to fairly um, portray every club in Scotland. That's just not going to happen. Um, me, personally, I will never watch sports scene if Aberdeen okay. have won, but I also utilise Red TV, which is Aberdeen's own uh, TV subscription subscription platform, which obviously... Um, you can see the full game back uh, at 10 o'clock that night. Obviously, they post their own highlights and interviews with the clubs, which, and you're paying money towards that, which obviously supports your club. So I, I would, if your club has, and I think it's Aki's TV or, or Motherwell TV um, for these clubs uh, that we're talking about here, I would honestly encourage you to sort of support them rather than waste your time watching sports team because they provide all the content you need and also you're helping your own club as well. And fairness, I obviously Motherwell have seem to have got quite good media stuff in that off the pitch, but like say Hamilton and that just as far as I'm I don't think they do they do have like, Hamilton T V or that, do they? I think I think they do have Aki's T V, yeah. Do they? What they broadcast the games and stuff, what? Overseas and that? Uh no, I don't I don't I'm not sure about that, but I'm pretty sure they would have uh, highlights and all that kind of thing, wouldn't they? Any Aki's fans, get in touch. Educate us. Please. Yeah. Obviously, Ryan made the point about the national broadcaster there. I don't think you should pay your TV licence after their coverage of the 2014 no. referendum. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just wanted to get that out there. Um, so if you paid it between... If, I was going to say, I was gonna say if, you paid it between, <laughs> if you paid it after 2016, you paid some of my wages. So thank you. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, man. Uh, let's see. Mark see, I feel... <laughs> Hell yeah. Hero, man. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing we're talking about. I mean, it's Stuart Falconer's point that he's, he's kind of made here where he's talking about, can you name any, so, you know, can we talk about the Lanarkshire derby? And I actually feel quite bad talking about it now because I did want to kind of go through it and say, you know, oh, you know, good win for Motherwell and talk about the goals and... You know, Aldred's first goal, Brown volley, and things like that. Whereas the fact that he said that there's about ten things missing from these games, I, I, it's, it's a bit worrying. See, it is a good one, but <laughs> I, thought, anyway. I thought the highlights were alright, but obviously not being there. Mm. Anyway, Motherwell uh, stopping the rot, obviously. <laughs> Hamilton still rotting away, <laughs> rotting brains away. <laughs> Um, I was one of these ones where something kind of had to give in this game and I suppose the team higher up in the league got the win um, to be fair I don't think anything had to give I had this down as a nil nil aye I think so, to wait Hamilton for, for me it looked like Motherwell totally controlled the game mm-hmm. minus that when Aki's going front and Dougie Emery takes an absolute age to put it to the back of the net <laughs> and dribbles in but as I was well like, I, I was like why because like, Dougie is I actually quite rate him I think he's, uh-huh. he's a good player and I'm like I know I think he's a good player good line up boy aye I do I think aye correct but going through I was like 
Uh, I would have in the past, yes. Uh, not anymore. But I would have in his kind of younger days, when he was like 27, 28. He was a good player. But, um, of course, they signed him a few times as well. But, anyway, um, <laughs> aye, so it takes an age to shoot on that level, just control the game. Two absolutely different class finishes for as well. So, like, it's, it's seen, like, like, been, like, two absolutely class finishes. Um, but I like very comfortable for Mullerwell game. They had to win, obviously one up in their the Lanarkshire neighbours as well. So, um, I fair play. And, and it, the big thing is <coughs> the gap now between them and the bottom of the league as well. Um, and even the gap between them and Hamilton, it was a proverbial six pointer. Yes. Even though it was a seven pointer, really. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Right. Um. I mean, I know we don't even bother talking about that game, which is quite bad considering, you know, but I mean, we have spoken with what we what we had. Lads, do you want to move on? Uh, we should we should maybe mention about the business for both teams. Go for it. Wait, for a uh, transfer. Well, I, just think, I just think that... Well, Bowman's Mullen going, isn't he? Well, aye. Hamilton could uh, start by not giving away a million pounds. This uh, <laughs> transfer window. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very true, uh, and invest in canning his new jumper. I wonder if he got one for Christmas, but who knows? But um, <laughs> no, Motherwell, one hundred percent need a striker. I think they need. I think that defensively they're actually okay. I know that may be a lazy argument, but I think that they're quite well versed there, and I think that um, defensively they are alright. But hundred percent need a striker that's got to score goals. Unfortunately, Curtis May's not been doing that this season. Bowman's now leaving, and Connor Salmon wouldn't do that. So he'll chip in with a goal <laughs> here and there, but he's, he's not got to score 10 goals for now at the end of the season. Um, so, need a striker, 100%. And I think they need somebody to link the play. They need creativity. Um, badly lacking in that thing. Either. And the Motherwell fans themselves are quite disappointed in a lot of the tactics for Robinson just now. It just, just seems as if teams have maybe sussed them out for last season. They were a bit of a surprise package last season. You know you've got to be in a battle every single game. And a lot of teams couldn't cope with that. But I think now teams have kind of wised up to it and something's got to give. They've got to change something. They can't just keep going for back to front, back to front and living off scraps. Need to play through the middle more. Need somebody to link the play. Need somebody to put the ball in the back of the net. Easy as that. <laughs> there we go there we go Hamilton need a new everybody I think <laughs> but they're still there enough to finish yes uh, yes they will stay up because the Hamilton yep maybe uh, the Jason Scotland the saviour that's allegedly um, hell yeah uh, been um, said about who, who they want to give the job to if Canning goes so no well Canning will never leave because they'll never get relegated Correct. Right. Uh, Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> it's the monkey paw. I want us never to be relegated. Pause. Close. Stuck with Martin Cannon forever. <laughs> right. Uh, let's let's move on to let's move on to uh, Hebs Hearts. One 0 Heart Midlothian. The streak is over for the home teams. <laughs> so what was it like? Fifteen or uh, fifteen attempts? Sorry. There we go. Even half yes. my stats here. God damn it! First away win in fifteen attempts. Screamer. Holy way! Strike, wasn't it? I mean, I thought. When did Melville always so shy on man the finish? 
a man at the forefront of everybody's mind. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> one time one of my mates was out of his face. He thought he was talking to Solshire one night, so I just thought he'd throw that one in there as well. <laughs> Where was this? Did he even say? Please tell me. Please tell me. In a flat and commander. In a flat and commander. <laughs> so why are we going to Solshire with him in there? I don't know. <laughs> Did he manage to save him from the state he was in? Yeah. Eh, f- fortunately, fortunately, was so. There's a there's a um, I get a drug awareness advert for children. Listen to the podcast. Listen to social. Take drugs and you'll talk to like on a social. If you've always wanted to meet your heroes, man. But aye, like I say, oh man, social's class. This town's got no fight in it anymore. Just stormed it. <laughs> no, he said uh, something about I think Cardiff and he was Cardiff manager. I drew three each a day, and then he goes. I was going to do the voice, but you would know who it was for that. I think Gamble maybe would, but he's like, he was like, no, I'm not even going to do it, I'm not going to do the voice. But he said, how was the three each a day, mate? Can I think drew three each? And then my mate goes, what? And then he's like, how was the three each a day? <laughs> what are you actually talking about? And he's like, oh, fuck, mate, I thought you were so shy. <laughs> that was it, man. Oh, my but, fuck. I don't know. You can edit that out if you want, sorry. <laughs> nah, that's no, that's <laughs> Hopefully my dad stopped listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. Uh, no, there'll be another edit made in the podcast. It's your, it's your, it's a game to figure out where it is. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, ugh, hearts, you know, hearts class. It's been a good, it's been a good fan of the Craig Levine part. Um, I mean, Hibs really, you know, they will be disappointed with this game because of the amount of times they hit the crossbar and the posts and all these different things. However, a lot of Hibs fans, obviously, you know, follow on Twitter and things like that were just going, this is an absolute disgrace, Lenny should fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you mentioned there about some of the chances, but I honestly don't think Hibs done enough to deserve anything from the game. But I mm. mean, perhaps a draw. Uh, I see Neil Lennon said that they didn't think they deserved to lose. I don't think that they were good enough in the throws of the game and didn't provide enough quality to be able to to claim that it shouldn't have been the result it was. I don't think that Hibs's players stepped up. I mean, I'm aware that three of their, their players were away on Australian international duty, as you'll well know about Gamba. Mm. But, well, that's um, the reason we lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't think that Hibs are that confident within themselves and their own ability at the minute. And I think it's telling on the pitch. I mean, you just need to look at the the transformation of Stevie Mallon from the start of the season Ugh. to now. Um, he, a lot of people are actually saying that he he should be dropped. He doesn't deserve to be playing for Hibs anymore. It's pretty remarkable given he'd scored like six goals from outside the box at the start of the season. And I just think it's sort of indicative of where Hibs are at the minute. They're, they're struggling to get results. And they're sitting in eighth in the table. I mean, they're... That with that defeat, they're now seven points off the pace of Hearts. Um, they would obviously at the start of the season have eyed themselves to be in amongst the rest of the bunch that's kind of at the top end of the table. But they're drifting away. I mean, they're in eighth. They're, they're below Livingston, and they're there for a reason because. Oh, Sorry, Ryan. Their their form's not been that great. I mean, people had been suggesting that oh well, they're unbeaten in six, but I think four of those have been draws. So I think. They've totally lost their score in touch 
a lot of the Hibs fans are becoming slightly restless in terms of with Camberry, Neil Lennon, that relationship mm. between the manager and the player seems to have deteriorated massively. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there in the in the January window. And it, it's a bit of turmoil at Hibs, which we haven't been um, used to seeing. Obviously, they, they came up last season and it was their first season back in the division. So nobody was really expecting too much of them this season. But there's a there's a weight of expectation on Hibs now to perform and yeah. I mean, be remember- competing at the top end of the table. And they're not doing that. Remember the Lennon throwing the toys out of the pram when it, when Hearts beat them last season and it was like clear that they couldn't finish second and they'd need a miracle basically to finish third. Remember he was going, this is unacceptable and uh, you know I didn't expect that. I didn't come here to like finish fourth and things like that. They'll be lucky if they make top six this season. <laughs> no, they, I, I agree. And it's um, I think a lot of Hibs fans are beginning to realise that and I think a few of them are wanting a change of manager before it gets any worse. I mean, I think that's perhaps a wee bit premature, but it's definitely um, it's worrying times for Hibs. Mm. Mm. Um, Hearts, Callum. Our favourite man Hearts. in the world. Jambo Callum. <laughs> uh, Jambo, I mean, we can kind of just talk Jambo. about... We, I feel we probably should dedicate a wee bit of time to off-the-field issues. Um <sighs> Craig, Craig, yeah, Craig Levine <laughs> Again, more entertaining than his team As always The Hearts class You know That was an open goal um, <laughs> What have you made of him in the last week? I just He's It's just where's it all came from man? It's just, <laughs> just The minute he get back into the hot seat of Castle, He just had this attitude problem man Attitude there in wrestling, come back <laughs> for Levine only, and he's just been. Ah, uh, but I would do love it. I mean, it's. Don't get me wrong, if we were saying things about my club and that, I'd be the first to bite. But it's one of those. Yeah, like the game would be worse without it. Kind of thing. Um, very similar to things that you've said before about Chris Boyd and that. Yeah, like, absolutely. Gamba, like, like it's, it's ridiculous and unprofessional, but it's what makes the, the game up here brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? Like, as it's just like so ridiculous, but nah, just um. But one thing I will say, been staunch myself. I just think in regards to Hearts, it's just great to see all the great Protestant teams in uh, Scotland <laughs> oh winning, Kilmarnock winning, Hearts winning, Rangers winning, brilliant. Uniting the east and west coasts of Scotland for the first time in in a kind of triangle shape as well. Mm. <laughs> Indeed, a triangle shape. Right? Um, so no, great for uh, to enhance Protestant hegemony. <laughs> Once again in Scotland. So thank you, Brother Hearts, and thank you, Brother Rangers, for that. <laughs> Says the Catholic who went to St. Joseph's. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, um, Hearts thoroughly deserving it in that anyway. Naismith looked to be a class, class above Aye. everything else again. I still think that I hate him so a much. Above Hibs would, class. <laughs> a, a class above Hibs class? A class above Hibs class and a. Uh, a class above Hearts class is Stephen Nesmith much as I hate him and I hate the fact that he's not Kilmarnock it actually really hurts me and I hate thinking about it but he is by far I genuinely do think that he's still he's like I think he gets into every team in the country I've, like, he gets in the Celtic team as well I think he's that good I think that he's for me he's, he's comfortably one of the best players in Scottish football and Ah, he, he just like despite no scoring, just he's linking of the plays, chances, just simple wee things that he does better than anybody else. He's he's really as he's 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 different class. 
I mean, I think we should uh, sort of condemn the, the off-field uh, issues in this game. Surrounding the Hibs granddad, the racist Hibs granddad, um, that nobody obviously wants to see. What a fucking ghoul, man. Embarrassing. The last hit in the game, what a shape, and hopefully aye, the authorities deal with it accordingly. A ghoul. Fuck him. Right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> do you know I feel? Do, I mean, again, it's one of these things where, like, we always talk about the Celtic Rangers little shame game where it was like a six o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. You're going like, <laughs> surely a half past five kickoff on a Saturday is like a bad idea for a derby. Like, I d- to hey. stop granddad's being racist. <laughs> It's like not to, hey, not to say that like obviously you can't people be... aren't racist before like five o'clock or whatever, but like. <laughs> if that exists for people, in, if that exists for like people in the West Coast, like why is it any different? Like we've seen, see, we've I've, seen I've, what has happened earlier on in the season when you had this derby, and you've decided it's just later on a, a Saturday. What did you expect? To I know it's 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 so disappointing because I had and I still do have the exact opposite view of what you're saying because I was like me and Hamish spoke about this in the podcast before about saying how good it would be to have five o'clock kickoffs in Scottish football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like. Particularly games involving Edinburgh clubs, you know, like imagine Hearts Aberdeen at Tynecastle on a Saturday night. Be brilliant. You've got a, you can watch early kick off in the pub. You can go to your game and then you're back in the pub after it to watch the football. So it is really disappointing that it happened because I thought for market and things and that I thought that's what you want. Like how good was yesterday's football yeah. like for football? So me in particular, I've been able to watch. We watched the majority of the old fun, but it was a hospitality. So it was in there was a old fun Kelly game pub again for Hearts Hubs game like, it doesn't get better than that like, so it is disappointing that inc- incidents do tend to happen like that when as you say shame game 6 o'clock kick off on a sun- that was Sunday night just ridiculous but as the, the dinosaurs would say it wouldn't matter if you played an old firm game at 4 o'clock in the morning on the moon you would still get trouble mm. or people would still drink a bloody light year away anyway or something. Rangers fans would still take 5,000 fans to them and they'd have, you know. <laughs> they would do it. 800 Celtic fans, man. <laughs> Stuck behind a pole. Uh, right. Correct. <laughs> do you want to move on to Dundee and Johnson? If we must, yes. Sure. Speaking of good crowds, that was a very good crowd as well. Uh, so Johnson supported Dens, looked brilliant. Ah, the limbs for the second goal was class. I loved it, man. <laughs> the farmer limbs, man. <laughs> this was like this was yeah. just the most expected result of the weekend, wasn't it? This was always going to happen. Watson Johnston winning, yes. Yeah, and Dundee not winning a game of football. I mean, I think it's got to the point where I mean, ten points is an absolutely abysmal return of um, points for this stage of the season. They've played 21 games. They've won two and drawn four. I mean, it's it's terrible. I think at this point last season, I was just looking at it there, Parsec were bottom with 17 points. I mean, that's a whole seven more Oof. points, which is pretty... It's, it's massive. It's massive, though. Like, about 70% of, of Dundee's points that they've got at the minute. So it's just like... <laughs> it's ridiculous how bad... Hamilton, St Mirren, Hamilton to a lesser extent, but St Mirren and Dundee have been this season. It is, I've never experienced, I certainly can't remember two teams being this uh, poor. And 
I don't know if it's because the league is stronger again in terms of at the top end of the table so obviously at the bottom end you're going to have people struggling but the gap between St Mirren and Dundee Hamilton to an extent as I said and the rest of the league is frighteningly, frighteningly stark and as and just to bring it back to that point any team who have come up against St Mirren or Dundee you're just like yeah it's, regardless of whether it's home or away you're like yeah they're not winning that's a gimme <laughs> pretty much Right, um, I mean, standard, good job Tommy Wright's doing, 34 points. Correct. Do you want to move on? <laughs> nah, I feel like we should um, talk about something else other than Tommy Wright's terrific job that he's doing. But I do not know what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's just like this is always going to happen. This is always going to happen. And it doesn't help for Dundee that they conceded the goal in the first minute. No. Ah, especially at <laughs> cross as well, man. Just, Jack Hamilton, man, just caught out once again. Um, ah, and just. St. Johnson are too good. Dundee right. are garbage. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Ma- Matthew Kennedy, say it every week, what a player. Brilliant with yeah. both feet. Got to rip them apart, you know what I mean? It's just. And it was. A, did Dundee even have a chance in the highlights? Was all just St Johnson no, constant? Yeah. Streams of St uh, Johnson at that. Kelvin Kel- Miller almost uh, oh, flashed a, a strike in, which notably is actually because of he dared to have a shot and goal, has actually been released by the club today. Jesus. Three players have been released by Dundee today. I noticed, and he was one of them. So, Wait, K- Calvin Mullers are we back to Celtic? Uh, aye. Well, I thought he was like one of the better players. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. Andy Boyle, Calvin Miller, and Adil Nabi have left the club. So he dared to inject a bit of excitement, um, <laughs> and that was him. Um, his time was up at the club. No, there's the door. Use it. Yeah, pretty much. Which I agree with you, Casey. He, I think he, he was the one that scored against Aberdeen. Yes. Um, and he was the only kind of their creative spark, and he certainly from the highlights looked like that was the same, same case on on Saturday. But as well, it's, the thing that makes it more bizarre is the fact that obviously McCann signed him, right? But he'd come into the day and when McIntyre took over McIntyre played him further forward and has been playing Curran no no Curran's been playing the right sorry um, but whoever else has been playing at left back and Calvin Miller's been pushed forward so like you'd think him doing that was kind of like if he didn't like him like, he just wouldn't play him full stop you'd think if anything mm. like, unless they're just them. obviously they're um, January transfer window and they're trying to Offload some players to get some others in. Evidently, aye, aye, I think that will be it. So, it'll be an exciting window for the Dundee fans. Anyway, put it this way: <laughs> when it gets to at this moment in time, and we're talking about some months transfer business, I do think Dundee will be able to attract better players than some men. Though, just think people want to go and play under McIntyre. Why? Like that's <clears throat> just because of McIntyre. So you think we're going to see? I do. I just, I just, I just think that, and I think mm. they'll obviously be able to offer more money as well. Um, but aye, so aye. Dun, uh, Dundee's just more attractive club than St Mirren. Just you like Falkirk uh, is uh, a more attractive <laughs> club than uh, Kilmarnock. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that one is age well, isn't it? 
iconic man. So, so you think we're going to see? We think we're going to see like an arms race at the bottom of the table between Dundee and St Mirren? Uh, probably not. No. Sad. The, uh, well, if we do, it's probably the worst arms race in history. <laughs> the, the complete opposite of America and Russia. Who can spend the least money? Something. And get something. The least players there's, in. There's a nuclear weapons joke in there somewhere, and I can't quite can't mm. quite find it. Paul McGowan. There we go. There we go. Anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, do you want to move on to the championship voice? Yeah, of course. Do you just want to, do you want to just talk about uh, Tom McKinnon going to the Dundee United game, Ryan? Uh, I, I do, yes. Um, they're 2-1 they're loss to Alaba. Pretty embarrassing. Uh, as, as any defeat that Dundee United receive are. Um, but I always think it's funny because Tom thinks that they've turned a corner. Um <laughs> and I think his exact words as we spoke earlier in the week were on Saturday I am going to watch the world famous batter Alawa. Um obviously they then proceeded to get beat 2-1 two, two, um, another Last comment minute, is, yeah, another comment that has come to bite him in the arse just like his uh, well pretty much all of his previous comments on this podcast <laughs> Um <laughs> Has Tom ever said anything that hasn't come back about him now? No, I, I don't think so. so I think he just uh, maybe that's. The we're never we're never going to beat Dundee United. They're going to stay top of the league all throughout the season, and then they were fourth two weeks later. <laughs> we're never going to yeah. beat that. So, uh, Tom, if you're listening, I just want to know if that's the reason for your prolonged absence of being on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, shambolic for Dundee United. I mean, it's. If they're wanting to get promoted, you can't get beat by Alwa. Um Especially after they took the lead. It's it's not great. And obviously, Robbie Nielsen's going to get January to bring in his own players. And I think he was pretty vocal after the game saying it, it simply wasn't acceptable. And there's going to be changes. So, as Casey has mentioned, uh, about an interesting transfer window for some clubs that will be at Dundee United as well. But I, the way they're going um, and just recent history at Dundee United, I can't see them getting promoted. Um, we're kind of just generalising with these types of things because I haven't really seen any of the highlights from a lot of these games um, it looks as if it's kind of swung back in the favour of Ross County with a 2-1 win against Cali Thistle in terms of getting promoted uh, also considered mm. Air United drew Queen of South there was a stunning uh, Air United crowd that they brought down to that game as well that was another good crowd this weekend was it uh, 800 or something? It was something I remember seeing it was pretty pretty mental uh. Um but I Ross County Cali Thistle, that was a big one. The the well, they aren't unbeaten. Sorry, they aren't invincible anymore. But uh, aye, it's in the carnage as well. Good few red cards, last minute winner. It's what you want from County. Anyway, and I, I suppose everyone's seen the picture of um, them getting ripped into the fans. Yeah, and then they got beat, <laughs> which isn't great. <laughs> Uh, wait, what, what was this picture, sorry? Because I've actually not seen it. Oh dear. <gasps> uh, there's a picture of... Oh, who is it from Inverness? Oh, uh, it's Polworth on it? Aye. <laughs> but... Uh, so, yeah, so oh, right, uh, Aye, but like, I don't get what you're saying about them getting ripped into the fans. What did like, the club tweets or something? No, it's just no, him going just... over and just taking the mic and just everyone's giving them the finger. And then uh, there's a kind of there's a kind of you know in disguise Inverness fan down the bottom right. 
That's the wrong end of the stick, Casey. <laughs> well, that's an interesting one because me and Connor Park once had an incredible shoot about five years ago saying that we didn't really think that it was a real derby and um, how, <laughs> how, how like, nobody can actually hate Ross County, no, nobody can actually hate Inverness and that similar to the Dundee casual uh, kind of oh, no. uh, logistics here in regards to uh, the, how how the Dundee utility crew operate about how one week they'll go away with United the next week they'll go away with, with Dundee we think that Inverness fans go to Ross County home games and Ross County fans go to Inverness home games <laughs> um, if you would oh, like yeah. to bite at that obvious bait um, you can get in touch with us on Twitter um. <laughs> I'll halfway I'll halfway I'll give that See, see one of my latest tweets as well if you want to mix up the Highland uh, upset a few Highland tears man <laughs> bring back that bring back the Highland <coughs> clearances man <laughs> oh dear um, that was a cultural um, devastation of Scotland Casey um, so I'd like to reaffirm that we're not propagating that at all now you may be Corporate bus ball, man. Yeah. My corporate camp isn't here. Oh, I absolutely believe that sheep are more important than human beings for the breeding of sheep. Yeah, well. So, so I, kick I, every I was going to say, you, you, you talked to an Aberdeen fan about that, oh dear. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a point uh, scoring match you're going to win. Crumbie was at campaigning for equal rights for sheep and all that, and now he's turned his back in the Highland Clearances, which is his problem. <laughs> Uh, don't see what the problem is. Uh, equal rights for sheep. To be honest, with you. don't see why we should have to campaign it uh, in this day and age. It's twenty eighteen, soon to be twenty nineteen, of course. Uh, shocking in this day and age, man. Anyway, <laughs> everybody knows I'm a liberal, and that was a joke. <laughs> oh dear. We're talking has about sheep. The, equal has rights the wrong end of the stick, Casey? Uh, absolutely. I'm starting to sound like that guy in Lummy, um the Christmas special and he's Oh, what you're saying, you can't quote Christmas anymore and like that. <laughs> 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 then he goes, Wayne's, you want your fucking wife for them <laughs> <laughs> Absolute genius man. Sorry. Where are we? Scottish Championship. <laughs> yes. A uh, good one something family and Morton as well. There we go. Uh, Darby. Mm. It was clamping for Dunfermline. Anyway. <laughs> Do you want to move on to the league? A very one? good crowd at that as well. Just under 6,000 there. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Always as Both clubs travelled really well in that. So, yes. yeah, excellent. excellent. Yes. Can, right. Do you, want to, do you want to move on to Scottish League One? Yeah, uh, sure. Our broth. <laughs> what is happening? The greatest team of all time, they're faltering. Another draw. Well, sorry, not another draw. A draw. More points dropped. A draw and a loss in the last two games. Scandal. I think it's ever only since 11, I said that they've... Uh, they'd go unbeaten the whole season. They're only no, 11 points clear. Not even that. I think I said... Ever since I said they definitely won the league, I don't think they've won a game. So, <laughs> my sincere apologies to uh, all our both fans that mm. are concerned. It is, uh, you can solely blame me for cursing. Uh, that fantastic run that they were on. Uh, very strange that they've, uh, they've obviously their confidence has been knocked, uh, and they just well, they're obviously going to get relegated. Now. Mm. I mean, you say that they they still actually put uh, points between themselves and, uh, and Wraith Rovers, 
uh, due to Rage yeah, Rovers losing, losing at home to East Fife. That is a pretty shocking result mm. for uh, Wraith, who have just blown hot and cold all season. I think people expect them to be doing a lot better than they are. But ever since um, that sort of last season when they failed to go up against Air, they've not really recovered from that, have they? They just kind of seem mm. to be faltering in, in League One every sort of second week, if you like. Obviously, sitting comfortably in second, but not um, troubling our growth at the minute. Mm. Um, and I suppose we should look at Breaking City losing again to Forfar 2-0. Um, Stenhouse Muir, Drumland and Barton, which kind of stops the rot a wee bit there. And Airdrie winning 3-0 at Strunvar. So there we go. Stunning. Scottish League 1 are both still top. Will never be toppled unless you jinx it enough, Crombie. Yeah, they will uh, go and beat him for the rest of the season. Right. There you go. Good stuff. So Brilliant. seen an excellent tweet. Uh, regarding Wraith Rovers um, just funny <laughs> it was like Alexa uh, tell me how Wraith Rovers have went for challenging a place in the Premiership to lingering about in League 1 three seasons later son and there's just a photo of Gary Locke and John Hughes at some like sportsman's <laughs> dinner function oh is that the picture of the two of them laughing I, I know oh <laughs> my god absolute belter man it was, it was funny as anything so that's all I've got to add for that apology. No, thank you, thank you. Right, okay, okay. Um, League Two. We'll move on to League Two. Edinburgh City still top despite drawing with Barrett Rangers, which is kind of mental when you look at the league table, the position of the two. Um, kind of stopped an incredible run of form that Edinburgh City were on as well. Uh, Peterhead beating Elgin City 3 0, moves them to within three points, right? I'm thinking, Ryan. Yes. Yes. Yes, three points. And with a game in hand as well. And And a better goal difference. (gasps) Um, And I know know Clyde are also kind of slowly but surely kind of driving away in the background, slowly just Mm, doing nothing. 2-0 at Queen's Park. Yeah, they've got the best uh, recent record of all the teams in league. I think they have the best form, sorry. I think it's 14 points or something like that in the last six games. Which is uh, pretty impressive. I was going to say it's looking as if there's a kind of top two, but then Clyde are kind of just slowly but surely just getting the way back. It's going to be interesting towards the end of the season to see who's going to end up, you know, kind of going out for it. Because let's face it, it's going to go down to the final day. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's uh, no doubt about that. Yeah, um, right, and I think. I think that is oh, it's apart from Stalin Albion beating County Beef 2-1 and I think that's us lads <gasps> I think we have another question though. we do have questions we have several questions oh. um, we've got Callum Brown asking us team as in 11 players of the season so far best signing of the season team who's impressed you the most of the season best thing to do we obviously the team is 11 players what would they as then we can each do one or something or I can bind yeah, yeah. and we can put that on the Twitter to respond to him but we can probably answer the other two off the cuff I'd say yeah okay who's our goalie McGregor yeah well that's definitely wasn't my, uh, my suggestion <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay, but, we well, can get through it then okay Crombie, Crombie's yeah. got a Crombie's got a keeper who's your right back Casey uh, Stephen O'Donnell okay so we'll go, we'll go Finlay with the other the other centre half 
is a left back grumble. Uh, left back. Yeah, let's just go for Max Lowe because he's been terrific and he's away and it's sad and I'll be crying to my pillow tonight. Has to be for centre half. One of the Livingston boys got what? to be, and, and centre half's got to be one of the Livingston. Oh, boys. we're going with Finlay. I thought we were going for Finlay. Thought we were just having the commander nah, defence. Nah, I thought so, but I mean, no. Generally, I think I don't know. I think he's the best right back in the league. I don't know. <laughs> I generally don't think he is. Um, but aye, centre halves. Not just saying it because a Livingston fan that asked, um, but I would say, aye, literally any of the three they play in there, I would pick, so you just can pick one of them. Halkett. Aye, Halkett. Cool. Forrester right wing, surely. Who, who's the other centre half, though? Have we gone with Finlay? I go with Finlay. Finlay and Halkett. Right? I thought we were just going to do a joke of just like having the whole Kilmarnock team with like three other players in it, but okay, fine. Scott Boyd, man. There we go. Oh, Jesus. He's actually been alright recently, man. He's having a five year contract. Right, for, uh, right, Forrest, right wing. Yes, absolutely. Centre mids, Alan Power for me, biasly, obviously. Alan Power and that Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack? Just because he scored against Rangers. And because uh, he's against a Celtic. Fucking Protestant, so. Who's a left winger? Owen Jones. Owen Jones. <laughs> I did say that. Owen Tudor Jones. Right, so we're putting we're putting <laughs> Owen Tudor Jones. <laughs> so we're putting Owen slash Jordan Jones at left wing then. Yes. Right. Strikers Morelos surely. Morelos and Dolly Menga. Cosgrove. Man. Well, <laughs> Cosgrove. One show, by the way. One has a Ballon d'Or. One doesn't. So. <laughs> well, that's that's, that's our that's our team. Great. Quite a shame Greg Stewart's missed it in this. I swap, Who's I swap Owen and Jordan Jones and just pick Greg Stewart out on the left just to fit him into the team. Right, okay. Uh, best sign of the season. Owen Jones. My best sign this season for me Alex is Jones, man, up front. <laughs> best, sign, best sign of the season for me is... Uh, Alex is Jones hooks for hands up front. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put him in goals. <laughs> Sorry, right. I My best thing. signing of the season is Greg Stewart. Mm, for my club. In mm. regards to the Philly Scottish football, I would say that probably Alan McGregor at Rangers. Oh, that's a good shout. <laughs> McGregor has a good shout, isn't it? It's kind of cheating. Malumbu. <laughs> Scott Allen <laughs> Cosgrove Yes Although he yeah. was signed last season I know it was a joke man Sorry Team, team who's impressed you most? <laughs> uh, it's Levy right? Again. I mean it's Levy or St uh, Johnston uh, uh, Livingston are the surprise package of the league Without a shadow of a doubt And have been a welcome addition in the league So aye For good reasons Livingston For poor reasons Maybe Habs just consider aye. where they are in the table um, But aye And obviously again Just to give Kilmarnock another shout out just cause I was going to say if, if if it wasn't of the season It would definitely be Kilmarnock for the year But because of the finish that Kilmarnock had to last season uh, Yes that this this is almost you, you look at it and you kind of do that joke what a job Steve Clark's doing but 
you don't expect Kilmarnock to drop points this season, do you? <laughs> no. Right. Except um, against Aberdeen. <laughs> right, well, I don't know, Aberdeen. Uh, right, Dave Black is asking us, <laughs> has Challenge Cup been ruined or improved with the addition of Colts sides and teams from England, Wales, etc.? Ruined. Destroyed. Destroyed. Ah, it's just a, it's a total basket case. Hang on, it's just. Uh, even see see even like the the draws and that the people like present them and that it's just like it's just so Tim Pot man. It's. I, I think you could be onto something there. That's that's a joke going, but it's just the, the whole hangs are. Uh, it's it's one of these ones where like you can kind of, kind of understand where they've come from to kind of you know, create a wee kind of mini British kind of. Cut. But the fact that like <laughs> games have to be suspended because other teams' seasons are finished and things like that—it's just embarrassing. It's like, oh, I think didn't... it's very good though for the future of the United Kingdom how we've been able mm-hmm. to include every day under the one trophy. Yes, um, post Brexit as well. We're, we're, you know, Aye, exactly. At a time where the country's divided, the Challenge yes. Cup again it's just bringing stepped us together. In, brought every day back, man. All happy part of this brilliant union together. Um, yeah, nah, people talk no, about so the people reason. talk about the 2012 London Olympics. It's like that moment where we all came together as a nation. But like, <laughs> Boreham Woods v Dunfermline was really a defining. Moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Aye, so, aye, exactly. You had London 2012. You had Andy Murray 2013, and you get the Challenge Cup. For when was it? Was it two seasons ago they brought it? Aye, and it's still going strong. And long may our United Kingdom, long may our United Kingdom continue to be strong. You can even pretend to spit that. <laughs> so, uh, right, no, and really, Challenge oh, Cup's a joke now. Aye. Um, and our final question coming from uh, Calm Fisher, game. who's asking us Have any of you heard from Lewis Kemp over the last day or so? He's been dead quiet on our group chat and I can't think of a reason why. Hope he's okay. Uh, Thanks. If you actually visit um, the visitor centre at Loch Ness, a recent spot sighting of him can be spotted <laughs> uh, up that neck of the woods. Yeah, some have claimed to have seen him, others have not. <laughs> um, nah, we, we were actually talking about this before we came on. We're kind of worried for his uh, welfare. Uh, no, no, as I said, he, he asked me what the number for Samaritans was, and I know he's fine, so we're all good. Yeah, and as Chris Boyd rightly put across on Instagram, wasn't it? <laughs> what, the, the Celtic fans network, phone network is down? <laughs> I can't, that's just ridiculous he put that up. <laughs> I do not love it though. Like, that's what it's about, man. I don't know, it'd be good if like, we beat Celtic now than that, but he's just like, actually, like, again, just openly <laughs> pandering to Rangers again. You're like, fuck's sake, boy, do man. Jordan Jones doing the same, I know. It is funny though, and it is winding all up, but you're just thinking, like, Man, you're a killer player, man. <laughs> I know, Chris. Secretly, we're all delighted that Rangers beat Celtic because it's a big team. But you don't need to tell everybody that. The mask is beginning to slip. Thanks to Chris Boyd's stupid and ill-timed Instagram post. <laughs> the facade is slipping, man. As <laughs> man, all, all those years of Celtic and Hibs fans have eventually caught us out, man. Thanks to Chris Boyd's Instagram post. I've, that, that's why the crowd at Rugby Park was so good just there because everybody was watching the Rangers game in the pub I'm just like I'll go and watch a wee Birds a day bro <laughs> right um, are we done <laughs> in more than one ways <laughs> yes from yes. Brexit Scottish football Highland clearances racial slurs 
I think Spitzer's podcast has had about everything to be fair. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you want it, we've got it. Um, yeah, Callum Scott, it's been a pleasure. I, I really can't really say that after that sentence you've said, but I think I have to. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you very much, Gamble. It's been a pleasure of mine, but for the listeners now think I'm racist, talking rubbish. Also, there was drugging just uh, <laughs> as well in the podcast. <laughs> so... Obviously, not involving me. Why you make that? No, no. Definitely no. clear, but just a story that I was involved in. You just there to watch. Uh, yeah. Right, Ryan Crumb, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to yourself as well. Absolutely, as always, Gambatron. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Uh, I've been Andrew Gamba holding back the tears. That's your Bush Ball podcast. <laughs> Speak to you soon.